Climate change is an important issue that affects everything surrounding how we live, whether it be how businesses operate or how we go about our day-to-day lives. Solving climate change is of the utmost importance, and slowing its effects is just the beginning. But climate change doesn't just affect how we humans live our lives, it has an even more profound effect on how the wildlife around us survives and adapts to these changing conditions. One changing variable that nature now has to contend with is the rising carbon dioxide levels in our atmosphere. As businesses, factories, and other things continue to push these toxic gases into our atmosphere, it changes the composition of our environments. The topic for our discussion today is how this carbon dioxide changes the pH of our oceans. As carbon dioxide, also known as CO2, is absorbed into our ocean, it reacts with the water to create carbonic acid. This weak acid eventually dissociates into hydrogen ions and bicarbonate acid. It's the hydrogen ions, however, that are created that cause the decrease in the pH of the ocean. Today, the pH of our ocean is around 8.1, which is fairly basic. However, as the carbon dioxide level increases, it will become more acidic. Now as the acidity of our ocean increases, many different organisms all around the world will be impacted. For example, coils and oysters are heavily impacted by this change. They make their hard shells by combining calcium and carbonate in the water. However, as the oceans become more acidic, carbonate ions bond with the excess hydrogen ions, which leaves less carbonate ions for organisms that need to build their skeletons, shells, and other calcium carbonate structures. Furthermore, If the pH gets too low or too acidic, shells and skeletons will even begin to dissolve. Another example is pteropods, which are tiny snails that are important to many food webs and are eaten by organisms as small as krill all the way up to whales. When these pteropods, also known as sea butterflies, were placed in test water at the projected ocean pH for the year 2100, which is only a pH of 7.8, The shells of these sea butterflies slowly dissolved over a period of 45 days. This could have a drastic effect on the food web and ecosystem of our oceans, as seropods are keystone species that play a huge role in the overall health of the ecosystem they are in. If they disappear, many ecosystems will collapse from the bottom up, which will have huge effects on everything around it. Finally, fish and seaweed are also heavily affected. For example, clownfish, when placed in a more acidic ocean environment, were not as able to detect predators as they were before. Furthermore, more acidic environments make it harder for the larval clownfish to find suitable habitats. However, seagrass and seaweed are much better off due to this increase. Since carbon dioxide is an input for photosynthesis, the more CO2, the more photosynthesis and oxygen that is produced. Studies are looking into the possibility of growing more seaweed to slow ocean acidification. To survive in these more acidic environments, marine organisms must be able to adapt at the genetic level. They need to adjust what genes are expressed in order to be better adapted to these new environmental conditions. To learn how these fish adapted higher acidities, 
We can study areas in the ocean that already have environments similar to the future environment of our whole oceans, sea volcanoes. These CO2 vents create an environment extremely similar to the environments we may see in the future as ocean acidification gets worse, so it provides us with a natural look into the future of how fish will survive in these types of conditions. To learn about this, research for researchers from the University of Hong Kong and Swire Institute of Marine Science combined with researchers from the University of Adelaide, traveled to a remote volcanic island off the coast of New Zealand called White Island. Once there, they analyzed the molecular data from the triplefins that lived down there. What they found was that there was a higher gene expression of gonads in these fish. Most of these genes played a key role in the maintenance of pH homeostasis, increased metabolism, and regulatory functions of downstream biological processes, revealing important processes a fish needs to adjust to to live in a lower pH environment. An interesting finding also showed that it was mainly the male fish that expressed these signatures, pointing out the reproductive consequences as males provide parental care of nests. A quote of the research journal states that nearly half of the genes with significantly higher expression in individuals, males and females, from carbon dioxide seeps are functionally related to acid-base regulata- regulation to maintain homeostasis. Accordingly, we find elevated expression in genes involved in protein and energy production, suggesting an overall increase in metabolic rates in individuals living at carbon dioxide seeps. Increased metabolism could potentially create energetic trade-offs, where increased energetic investment in maintaining homeostasis occurs to the detriment of other important energy-demanding physiological traits, such as reproduction. So as these fish require more energy to live in this decreased pH environment, it may result in the overall population decreasing. Each fish will need more food on average to survive and maintain their homeostasis in these new environments. And since food is a limited resource, those who cannot contend with others in the fight for food will die off. Furthermore, the energy that they do get will be directed towards maintaining that pH homeostasis and will cause other important physiological traits, such as reproduction that was mentioned earlier, to be less important to them, possibly hinting at even less um, or even more of the population decreasing. When looking at the actual sequence of these genes and their genetic variation, the researchers found evidence of a long-term process of natural selection. The genetic changes providing the fish with adaptive advantages for living in an acidified environment are located in DNA sequences regulating the expression of the genes. These mutations and regulatory sequences would not impact the fitness of the individuals carrying them when living in a normal pH environment, but these might allow those with these mutations to live in an environment with reduced pH levels. When these fish go into areas that are more acidic, Certain genes may begin to be expressed due to the increase in acidity, providing these fish with advantageous traits in these new environments that others may not have, allowing them to survive and others not to. It is key, however, to the understanding of these findings that you understand that animals must already be adapted or have mutations that have already occurred randomly. Organisms do not adapt to a new environment they are placed in once they arrive, They must have already gone through these genetic changes that will benefit them in these new conditions. And once the environment changes to allow these changes to be expressed, those with the mutations will survive and reproduce, and those without them will die off. Furthermore, 
Scientists hypothesize that this genetic variation has already occurred all across the ocean. Fish species live across wide ranges of geographical locations with different pHs, so it is probable that, similar to the triple fins in New Zealand, fish across the world have already had this genetic variability that will make certain members of the species better able to survive in a more acidic environment than others. These same researchers will travel to carbon dioxide vents in Papua New Guinea and the Mediterranean to test this hypothesis. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed.